The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Fucking now. <laughs> Who are you playing with? And she just like, like, she didn't expect me to fucking. Mm-hmm. What? I don't give a fuck. She thought you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Never yeah. mind. I'm so sorry. No, absolutely not. I'm gonna fuck. Like, that's awesome. I'll make that shit up anyway. I'll that's go home so for funny, a third dude. day off. And guess what? I'm just gonna make it up during the week. That's so funny, man. Oh, no. But they got you working extra hours like you have to? Or no. are you just doing it to make sure you get your shit done? No, I don't have to. It's just, I don't like fucking my friends. Which gotcha. is basically all it is. It's like, I'm friends with everybody in that building. So, like, if one person's fucked, we're all fucked. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. That's the one thing I do hate is that I'm leaving my team because I like the team I work with. Yeah. You know, they're all good. They're all, like, we all get along well. I mean, I'm still in the same building. I'm just in a different part of it, a different wing now. But what are you going to do? And then on top of it, I found out that like all this bullshit I was doing with front offices and, and all those workflows and things like for a while now, I've been telling my boss, like, I just want to change. I want to do something different. Like I've been doing that forever. Like I really want to change and start focusing maybe on the medical side and the clinical side. She's like, no, 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 no. This is, you know, very important. They need these these things going on. And you're the you're the expert. You know what's going. You know how to do this stuff. I was like, well, right. then give me expert pay, bitch. Yeah, right. Uh, but now that I'm leaving. It's time to wrap those all up and start ending all those projects because we're not going to have somebody that can do it. What happened to it being so important? Why couldn't we wrap it up when I was in the position so we could, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And how much you want to bet they're going to hire somebody else at a higher rate than they paid me easy? Oh, they are. They're definitely going Mm -hmm. to because people from the inside don't get paid so much. Fuck out of here. Horrible, man. Makes me want to just fight everyone. (laughs) I'm, like, in a mood. You're coming with it. I am. I'm I'm feeling fiery today. Like, I'm all spicy. We should have watched a spicier show, man. Yeah, this shit... It was. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting for sure. Dev was like super into it. Oh, wow. All right, let's get into it. This is Tube Time. I'm Chris. I'm Courtney. And this week we're talking about a Netflix series, original series, that was inspired by a podcast. That's why I was blown away. Like, that was the thing that got me is like, what does the podcast sound like for it to birth this, right? Yeah, because this is a whole lot of shit. A lot. And from the way things are happening, there's not a lot of talking. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It is. It's So it's we're, a whole lot. we're checking out the mini. It was a, an original series called Archive 81. So Archive 81 basically follows this 
guy who he restores uh, damaged tapes. He's a he, he uh, you know film footage things like that, audio tapes, uh, videotapes. He restores them. But it's not only that. Like we also get a sense that this guy loves analog. He has cassette tapes, VHS tapes. He's got like record albums. He's not a big digital guy aside from when he's restoring the stuff. Yeah. Well, before we even get to him, the first scene. Episode one called Mystery oh, Signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the very, first opening thing. Very Blair Witch. Very Bla- Blair is. Witch. I was like, what the fuck is, what, what am I watching right now? You got this white chick. She's like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. And they, I'm got, like, they got Jess. That's what she's saying. They have Jess. They have Jess. And then I'm like, one, people are coming after her. People are going to hear you breathing. Have you never played hide and seek, bro? <laughs> Plug your nose. Do something. Like, you're not going to get out of here Hold your breathing breath. like this. <laughs> And then we open it, and after that, it like cuts out, and you're in Times Square. Yeah, and you meet Dan. Yeah, who is he's buying um, cassette tapes on uh, VHS tapes on, on the street. There's this, a, a guy that sells them, and he's buying them. And that's how I was, I was saying, like we get to kind of know him through watching this and watching him go to his job. That he restores tapes. You know, he does that kind of thing. Which but, looks really satisfying, I gotta say. Doesn't it though? I was looking at it, I was like, oh, homie's got on some fresh, clean, like Michael Jackson cotton gloves. Yeah. Like <laughs> And even the process, it's like so meticulous and like one thing after another. I just watching the scenes is very satisfying. It's like this is cool. Oh yeah. Or he puts it on the reel and he's like doing this thing to clean it as it's going by. I was just like, Man, I wanna learn how to do that. Oh yeah, it looked fucking <laughs> awesome. Know? Um but so anyway, he does this, right? Um he also has a friend who does a podcast because we see him go to, and it's a live podcast done on stage. And it's kind of like a weird one where he tells stories of like UFO. It's kind of like a history creeps, yeah. you know, UFO stories, paranormal stories. And he, they use voice actors. So like there's the guy that hosts the show. He does the narration. And then there's a couple of actors on stage that do other parts to like the story he's telling. Um, so that's the thing I kind of like about it immediately. First of all, I love when movies have podcasters in mm-hmm. them. I really do. I'm always just like, yes, podcasts on movies. I know. <laughs> um, but I just love this whole kind of the whole opening where he's like walking in the street, going to work. It's all kind of like superficial, like like surface, right? It's not. There's nothing in depth happening. We're not seeing too much interaction with people aside from things to let us know the kind of person he is. Like when he's buying the tapes, talking about you know. I bought this cassette. Did you even look at it? Like they're mm-hmm. having this little talk back and forth. And he apparently had a bad breakup with someone yeah. named Jill. Yep, his girlfriend Jill. It was a bad breakup, and it was bad enough because later on there's the illusion to um, that he went through a mental break. Like he kind of was not in a good place. Yeah, but it sounds like he has pro- pl- plenty of good reasons yeah. to have a mental break. So he is doing his job fixing um mm-hmm. <clears throat> fixing something it looked like a giant movie reel yeah his oh, initial yeah. thing and he gets because it's a it's a movie remember uh the story is so he works at this place and this this thing was delivered and it's from the estate of a director like the the daughter found this old reel of a movie that he had done back in the 50s i think called the circle the circle but it had never been released right it was always kind of an urban legend that it existed and now the daughter found it and wants him to restore it. So that's kind of a we see really like this is a big deal here. And it is very relatable to the rest of like the story for some reason. Yeah. They How deep did you go? How many episodes? We got four episodes in. Okay. But I'm the, telling you, it just gets crazier and crazier. Well, the first thing that I noticed after so during this whole circle thing, 
they're showing like scenes from the movie. Someone's getting their, mm-hmm. their throat slit. And you see this big insignia on the floor. Mm-hmm. And like whenever I see some intricate looking designs, I always just kind of make a mental note of it because I feel like it's going to be important. Mm-hmm. So Dan gets a note saying that uh, his boss wants him to do him a favor and restore this uh, cassette tape. Yeah, it's like those little mini DV tapes. Like when you used to have the handheld uh, video cameras in the 90s and 2000s, they'd use the actual tapes, but they're still like digital. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, it's like all kind of like gnarled and burned up looking. It's kind of messed up, melted. Yeah, so he's like, okay, cool. Restores this tape. Oh, but there was a member on the note. It said, do not copy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not allowed to copy it. Yeah, because it's it's something important, I guess. So... He works all night, digitalizes this, and then he goes to this building. Very like New York skyscrapery kind of vibes. Before you get there, when he's restoring it, he's watching it. And it's the girl from the beginning of the, the show. That, that quick clip of video we see, it's her. And she's with a friend, and they're talking about, like, she's about to go on a trip, and her friend's got the camera. And, uh, you know, he's just watching it go down, and he gets it taken care of. And yeah. gives it to him. And she's just like, he loved your work and he wants you to come talk to him. She leaves him a card, right? Yeah. So well, the thing you notice during like the whole him re-digitalizing this thing is it's the young college girl. And she's got all these like Polaroid photos on mm-hmm. her mirror. Mm-hmm. And like they're constantly kind of showing the pictures and then they're showing her. And mm-hmm. she says that she's doing something for her dissertation on the Visser apartments. Mm-hmm. And so he looks it up. Yeah. What's the Visser? And the Visser was apparently burned down, and 13 people were never dis- discovered. Right. So they, they didn't die. They just, 13 people missing. Yeah. Don't know what happened. Nah. And he's just kind of like, eh, all right, whatever. Yeah. It's curious. Weird. It's curious. Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes, meets this big shot, and this guy apparently knows everything about this fucking dude. At first, he acts like he doesn't, right? He's like, I, I looked up your company, and I don't know what you are. He's like, that's funny, because I looked you up, too, and we couldn't find anything. He's, that's how he starts it. That's how he, how he starts this thing. But he starts talking about like he's got this uh, whole collection of tapes. I need you to restore it. There's, you know, it'll have hopefully have the answers as to what happened. Um, and, you know, a lot of these people would, would like to kind of put that at ease and put that to bed, knowing what happened to their loved ones. And he says there's a catch, though. If you want to do it, you got to do it at our compound. And what was it, the Catskills? Yeah, in the Catskills. You can get paid over 100 k which I was like... <sighs> homie for what but you're by yourself mm-hmm. you're in the compound there's no signal nope. no phone signal yep and you can't talk about it like right but it's private he tells him oh um you might find this also interesting because i know that your family died in a fire right boom drop the mic homie was like hang it's, on well, what well, did what? you just say yeah yep. how did you know this about me because that's not on the internet and he doesn't say how he just goes i'm sorry i didn't mean to like upset you you know what i mean and then this dude's like, Peace okay. out. I'm not doing this. Yeah. And he like runs away, which I feel like he just dropped him that little egg. It hit, what's it called? A, a little yeah. Easter egg? Yeah. Just to kind of like get him to agree to take this position. Because yeah. the fact that this guy knew about his family burning to death mm-hmm. was very like, hmm. Messed up, dude. Yeah. And the way he dropped it, too, it was like, wow, you, yeah. you couldn't even be like, I know you had some childhood trauma. Like, no, I know your family yeah. was burned to death in a fire. Like, oh, cool. So he goes back to bed. He goes to bed that night, right? And he has a dream. And yeah. he has a dream. He's he's a little kid. He's walking through the woods. He's got his dog with him. He's walking his dog through the woods. It's a, what is that, golden retriever? Yeah. Walking a little, it's like kind of a puppy. Not, not Well, it's not a puppy. It's like a, 
younger one though. Yeah, because he's a little not. kid walking that, and it's not a big golden retriever yet. No, but not old, not no. young. Yeah, it's yeah, like toddler. <laughs> toddler dog so then um he wakes up right because there's all this kind of weird imagery you're seeing you see his sister at the piano you see this the what's that thing called the me- metronome yeah. metronome it's it's going back and forth and then it stops and he wakes up and he the reason he's just like hold on a second he runs to the the his his monitor right and pull pulls up on the computer the footage he was not supposed to copy. Yeah. <laughs> he's He has it. And so he's watching it again. And all of a sudden he stops. He freeze frames on the Polaroids on the mirror. And one of them, he zooms in, is this girl, Melody, that's on the tapes with his dog. Yep. And, and he's just like, what the? F-? And you're 100% certain that this is his dog because the collar matches. Everything. everything matches. Weird. He goes to his friend. He's like, so isn't this weird? And his friend's just like, yeah, I feel like you're rich, reaching. And this is where we get a lot of, like, he's dealing with a breakup. And his friend's concerned. He's like, I think, you know, the breakup's really affecting you, even though you say it's not. And he goes, you know, next time you're down, you know, make sure to call me. Like, don't say you're going to call me and not call me. Like, I can be here for you. So you're realizing, like, okay, there's going to be issues throughout this whole series where people are going to think he's crazy or mm-hmm. he's just, like, being depressed or things are messing with himself you know, mentally. He's not good. Which makes you feel like more of a douche because it's like you're literally keep bringing up the fact that this dude had a mental breakdown yeah. and you're not even recognizing the fact that he could be having like legitimate concerns. Yeah. And he's just like, this is a sign. I got to take that job. He's like, well, don't. His, his friend's like, I looked this company up. Nothing. Nothing at all on the Internet. Not a thing. So it's like, hmm, OK. So he decides, all right, we're going to do it. Mm hmm. Him and uh, Boss Man. I don't Davenport. Know. Yeah. Him and... It, is, it, it sounds appropriate yeah. for him. Vir- Davenport. Virgil Davenport. Yeah. He sounds like he'd be like, I don't know, a crime boss or kingpin or something. <laughs> yeah. So he goes with him to this compound in the Catskills, which they're like, it's mostly used for storage. This shit's a fucking mansion. And it, but it's like, it's not even a mansion in terms of like the way it looks. It's huge, but it looks like a compound. It's very blocky, very cementy, squares, you know, oh, yeah. hard angles. It's not warm or inviting whatsoever no not at all it's like super it's like a bunker yeah and it's like made of completely concrete the walls mm-hmm. the floor the mm-hmm. everything concrete and he's like yeah we bought this a long time ago it's mostly used for storage now yeah. and i'm like who has this much money that they can spend on this fucking gigantic compound that's fenced in like and, he's got land and not just that but the equipment he brings him to the room he's like here's where you're gonna work well first he shows him he's like here you can sleep whatever this is uh there's like a little living area where it has a couch has a tv a huge bookcase full of books tapes albums there's all kinds of stuff to keep himself occupied i think there's a pool table there too yeah there was there was a pool table he <laughs> called it the rec room and they yeah. had like all kinds of food in there mm-hmm. and everything and he told him that people come once a week to drop off groceries mm-hmm. So he can have whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, just make a list and they'll get whatever you want. And then he's like, okay, here's where you're going to work. And it's like all state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line equipment, monitors, tape decks, all these things that you need to to duplicate and digitize You know, analog footage. He's got it all there. And he goes, and here's the library, right? Here's the archive. And it's like a whole row of those little mini DV tapes, and you can see they're all damaged. Yeah, and I'm like... 
He go- the reason that he told him he had to go to the Catskills was that the tapes were so damaged they couldn't be moved. But that one did. <laughs> I was going to say, that motherfucker was in there just grabbing tapes and going to do it. Like, there was mm-hmm. no reason why they couldn't be moved. They weren't, like, fucking dust. Oh, there's a reason. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, yes, right? He, he, that should have been his thing. And he also says, here's the camera that was used. And you can see it's all burnt and, and all messed up looking. Uh, and he goes, you know, whatever you need, this is that. And he's like, one more thing. He gives him this little bracelet. Yeah. And he's like, what, you want me to keep my steps up? (laughs) He's like, no. He goes, you know, if anything ever happens, you know, you can hit a button and we can have someone here in 20 minutes. Medical can be here. And then he says, even mental health. And this dude was pissed. I could feel it. And he's Mm -hmm. like, do you want a fucking stool sample Mm -hmm. too, motherfucker? You need a blood type? Like, what do you need? Yeah. Like, damn. Which I would be really annoyed by that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have just told me you gave me a life alert, bruh. Yeah. You didn't have to mention the fact that I'm a little crazy. Yeah. And then so he's like, oh, I told you. We did a thorough background check. Like, the first time you met him, you said you knew you found nothing out about him. Yeah, I know. You What, you looked up in the good old Google machine, and then all of a sudden you were like, let's contact the CIA and find yeah. his burn file. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So now we get to what a lot of this show is going to be, is him going through these tapes, fixing them, cleaning them up, and then watching most of them as the digitizing. And so it starts... With her saying she's at the Visser, she says the date, it's the 90s. And now this is what I liked about this show. It wasn't just the footage because he's watching the footage and then all of a sudden the show itself is like it's there. It's not like you're watching the grainy footage. It's it's we're seeing it now in the past, right? And we follow her now. That's what I like about this show is that we follow things that he probably isn't going to see, but we need more backstory for her. Yeah. Dude, I really liked that. No, it was definitely good. And so while she's walking up, she's like, I'm Melody Pendris. This is the Visser, blah, 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 blah. She's talking about the structures of the building. Mm-hmm. And then she zooms into this like intricate design on the side of the wall. Yep. And it is literally the same design that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I made sure I noticed it the first time I watched it, but the second time I definitely made a point to like pause. I never noticed that. And look, oh, it is it. Wow. I made a point to pause and look at the video of when he placed the circle mm-hmm. and then when it came to that, I made sure to pause and look at it and it's the exact same symbol. So something tells me that circle tape isn't just a movie. I'm going to say Homie was really slicing throats out here. Okay. <laughs> That's your theory. You haven't got theory. there yet. No, I haven't it's got good. there yet. It's good. Um, but so, yeah, she's she's there. And right away, the door opens. And it's like this maintenance looking dude. And he's all like. John Smith. Yeah. He's like very kind of. Err, you know what I mean? He's like, are you here for that? Come on in. Bringing her in. He's like t- taking her around saying people here like to be private. You're not allowed to go to the sixth floor. It's off limits to anyone. Um and she's just like, okay. Yeah. And she keeps trying to like converse with this guy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, your name sounds fake. And he's like, cool. I'll tell my mom that. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> he's really not into it. Like he's not trying to talk to you at all, bitch. And she's really so she's doing what any documentarian would do. If you're making a documentary, you're going to film nonstop. You're not stopping what you're filming. It, you capture everything because it could be used for what the story you're telling. So the whole time she's walking around, she's got cam- the camera out constantly. And this camera is so old. Old school. As I was looking at it, I'm like, dude, I remember my mom having the same kind of camera when I was in like mm-hmm. fourth grade and she's like recording us. You're doing the ballet up in school. <laughs> yeah. And then my mom's <laughs> over here thinking she's a camera woman on one knee in the front. You got to get that right <laughs> angle. Zoom in. Yeah. Because the fucking <laughs> the light and everything is terrible. Like That's whenever amazing. they show her videos awful it is Look. there's something about it the quality though that kind of like old school quality that i do like i mean maybe it's because it's from my time i remember those right but um but yeah so 
she's following it around and he shows her to her apartment right her her where she's staying uh and that's it he leaves and now she's at her own apartment she's got a little place there yeah and she's just looking around kind of going through and she's like this is the kitchen Mm -hmm. you know their little sitting area and i guess it's like cheap ass rent considering they're in new york city yeah yeah which that right there is a sign anywhere it's cheap don't go there someone died yeah (laughs) and that's the that's the thing she's here because she's you know she wants to do this documentary it's part of her dissertation and uh so part of that means she has to interview people who live there yes and she's looking specifically for someone named julia yeah who you don't really get who she is yet but she just says oh oh you know she's someone from the historical society or something didn't she say there's something she was somebody that either knew about the building it was some reason she was going oh she was a she was a writer or something like that who had been at that building before so she was there doing the documentary but interested in trying to find her and talk to her something like that right yeah so now she decides okay next day let's go door to door She's going door to door, knocking on doors. No one's answering. They're nope. like, bitch, get out of here. You're a fucking Jehovah's Witness. I'm not about it. <laughs> They're just ignoring it, right? It's like, yeah. shh, 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 everybody shh, sit down. Just pretend she's not there. Right? Somebody's knocking. You don't want them to hear. Everybody's like, get down. Yeah. Like, what the hell? They can't see in. <laughs> but everybody's like, shh, get down. Like she's going to be looking through the people <laughs> and shit. But so she comes across this little girl and yeah. her travels. because no a 14-year-old girl, yeah. Yeah. Little afro and she apparently is just like the errand runner for every single person in the building yeah she's delivering groceries or something a bag of something to the person when she sees him in the hall she's like hey how you doing she's like hey yeah and they become little friends like she's she we find out this little girl's name's jess and you know melody's like this is what i'm doing here she's like yeah people here are pretty private kind of a thing uh, but yeah, I can get you to talk to people. I can get you in with people is basically what she said. So now she's seeing this little girl as her key in because nobody was answering the doors before. But they all trust this little girl. So she's like, all right, maybe Jess can help me out here. And maybe I should interview Jess and we can talk for a little bit. So she's sitting there and she's interviewing her and she's like, you know, asking her about her life, what she does, what where she goes to school, about her mom, blah, 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 blah. You find out this little girl was born in the fucking stairwell yep. of the Visser. Yep. And I'm like... Well, damn. Talk about crazy. And as she's like talking to her, some weird shit starts like happening. Yeah. And she's like hearing. She was like hearing some noises or something in her bedroom when she was asleep. Oh, Melody. Yeah. Yeah. The night before, before she interviews Jess, she's in her bed and she hears weird noises coming from the the heating unit, like the the grate. Yeah. She goes and she's like zooming in on it trying to listen and i love how it goes back and forth because then you see what's his name watching it dan's watching it and he's like he's leaning in because he's trying to hear what she's hearing yeah. he's turning it up and then all of a sudden it's like all that crazy noise oh yeah and all that fucking like white static craziness was yeah. like fucking weird but then jess takes her to meet this woman mm-hmm. uh an opera singer mm-hmm. i don't remember her name right I don't remember her name. Uh, Tamara? Tamara? It was something Tamara, with a Tamara, T. Yeah, like Tamara or something like that. And the music that she's playing sounds a lot like the music that, or whatever sound that she was hearing yeah. through the vents. Yep. And uh, it's she, cr- weird sounding too. It's making her feel uncomfortable, like physically sick. Yeah, like Melody is like, oh my God, I'm getting an anxiety attack right now. And she's like fucking crawling on the floor. And Jess is like, oh my God, what the. Yeah. What's, What's happening? Yeah, are you all right? What's going on? And mm-hmm. she's like, "That doesn't bother you." And she's literally dying. And mm-hmm. this lady's still playing the music. Like the least you could do is cut their shit off. <laughs> something like get her a glass of water. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And 
she's like, okay, I don't know what's going on here. This is a little strange. And mm-hmm. then we cut back to Dan. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like weirded out by this whole situation. Because that tune, he's starting to think about it. He's like, hmm. hmm. And it's I a, know this tune. And it's the tune that he would play with his sister when he was a kid. Yeah. And he doesn't quite like put that together yet, but we... We as- see it in the flashbacks. We see it in the kind of like what's happening. Because um, it's like when he's dreaming, typically. He'll have these dreams and he's having these flashbacks of where he's walking in the woods with the dog. Uh, then it's his sister at the piano and he's talking to her and their dad comes in and then he always wakes up. It's like, boom, wake up. Which his dad is mad short. This dude is like six five, and his dad is like four eleven. What is happening here? How, How tall is was that the his mama? dad? I know that's what I'm saying. Like, was the mom huge? Like, she had to be like a Must fucking have. WNBA player because <laughs> Dan is six foot five. Yeah. Right. Wow. Um. So now she's interviewing Jess more. Like she's talking to her about the viscer, and that's when she finds out where she was born. Yeah. But in the middle of them talking. She says some weird shit. She says something. No, she says it afterwards because she starts sitting there talking about how she has these weird episodes. Yeah. And it feels weird because it's always and she's like, well, what do you mean? What does that mean? And she just goes, you know, nothing. And then she's sitting there and all of a sudden she's like zoning out. Well, she said uh, Samuel said something. Oh, that's what it was. She said something about the viscer. She goes, she leans in and she's like, oh, why are people moving here? She goes, don't you know it draws them here? And she like leans in all intense and Melly's like, what? She goes, and then she whispers, did Samuel tell you? And she goes, who's Samuel? And that's when she sits back. She's like, nobody. No, she says something else. She asks a question. She asks her something else. Like, are you, do you go to church or something like that? Yeah. And they start talking about like just weird things like that. And all of a sudden she has this episode. And it looks like, a, it looks like she's staring at something like she sees a fucking ghost or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she like can't breathe, and her eyes roll in the back of their head. She stands straight up, dude. It's like it's like a possession thing. Like all of a sudden, she's like standing straight up, have, basically having a seizure. She falls over, yeah, and is having a seizure. And Melody's like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is going on here?" And so is Dan. Dan's like, "What the shit?" And as he's watching it, it starts messing up. It starts slowing down. Mm-hmm. Like the the tape is slowing down, and you can hear her talking, trying to wake up the little girl. And all of a sudden it gets all staticky and crazy and you can start seeing a weird figure in the static. And it looks like a fucking demon. It is crazy. Like, I was like, what the... F- is that Godzilla? Like, it was crazy. Yeah. It had, like, fangs. It and shot then- at him for a second, scared the crap out of him. He goes running. He's running. He's trying to call his friend on the phone. He is stressing out. And as he's, like, running, trying to find a signal... He finally, like all the way at the end of the fucking compound mm-hmm. in, next to a tree, he finds some signal, calls his friend. And he calls him off a cell phone because he says, hey, bro, they're recording me. Yeah. They're listening to everything I'm saying on this landline. So I'm going to use my cell phone in this one spot. Mm-hmm. And is it this episode where you see the person in red? Not yet. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying That's to. That's the next one. Okay. But here he knows that this is a spot where he can get, and he starts to tell him, he's like, you know, shit here's crazy. Something's happening. There's more to this than what Davenport's telling me. Um, I don't know. I swear to God, I feel like I really, I think I saw, and then he kind of stops himself and he's like, you all right, dude, everything going okay over there. And again, with these crazy pills, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know what? No, I'm good. I- I'm good. And he goes, uh, try to find information out on Davenport. Try to find information out on 
on Melody. Find Melody Pendris, he tells her. Find her. Yeah. So then he's like, I love what he did, too, because I never would have thought of that. He takes the, the the string from his hoodie and ties it to the branch so he knows where he'll have signal anytime yeah. he goes out there. I was like, that's smart, dude. I know. I was expecting someone, like, as soon as they, like, to zoom in. It out. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they zoomed <laughs> in too, on dude. it, I was like, oh, who's going to come and take it down? Mm-hmm. But no one did. So he's like, all right, let me see what's going on. He decides to go back and watch the footage or fix it up. Like, he tries tries it again. And this time it doesn't do the craziness. This time it starts to play through. And now she's fine, right? And the camera's sitting on her, and she's just like, you know, that was a that was a, a, a seizure. She's like, no, I have these things. And she says she does it all the time. It just feels like she goes to a different place, a dark place or something. I can't remember how she said it. Well, she said it. It feels like someone's, like, calling to her and then, like, takes her to this other place. Mm-hmm. And then... She never remembers what's going on or what's happening. Yeah, but then she'll, like, come back. Then she makes this weird first thing. I never... Like, she goes... Do you think I'm strong enough to have another world inside me? Like something like that. She's like, you can be whatever you want. Yeah. You, know, you can do whatever you want. And I was just like, another world inside you? Like, what the fuck is this? Narnia? Are you like the wardrobe <laughs> to Narnia? <laughs> she like opens her chest and she can like walk oh, through. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, there's just this weird stuff happening, right? So he's watching this and watching this. And all of a sudden that footage starts to go grainy and cut out. And mm-hmm. then it comes back on to the footage at the beginning of the show. And so you could tell she, when she she just taped it in the middle of taping it, and whatever tape was in there, right? Yeah. And she's saying, you know, they took Jess. They took Jess. We got to get out of here. I got to get her. I got to get her. And then there's the, the maintenance dude, boom, in her camera. And she's like, where the fuck is Jess? And he's where like, is you're she? not supposed to be here on the sixth floor. Yeah. And then you see some white guy coming at her. So she goes running down the stairs. And into the lobby, all of a sudden, there's these like orderlies. They're like, "You need to come with us." And she turns the camera on herself. She's like, "Please, you gotta find me. You have to find me." And then she goes, "What are you doing here?" Swings it back, and it's his dad. Dan's dad is in the background, walking up, going, "Don't worry about it. Everything's okay. Just relax." All four eleven of him, just and Dan slowly walking up, <laughs> and Dan's like, "Dad." Like, what the fuck? He keeps rewinding it and playing it, rewinding it and playing it. And he just keeps, like, breathing hard. He's like, what is happening? What is happening? And he's like, oh, hell no. I got to figure the fuck out. Because now he's starting to realize that there's more to this than meets mm-hmm. the eye. And he, earlier in the episode, had tried to get into other rooms that were yeah. all locked. Yep. So now he is determined to figure out what the fuck is going on. But he's freaking out, right? And Mm -hmm. what we see on the screen is we see the camera start to pull back and we realize we're watching him on a monitor. And it gets wider and wider and you see it's like a whole bank of monitors and little Davenport is sitting there monitoring him. Every square inch of that place has cameras around it. Yep. And And that's how it ends. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck? You were like, okay, let's watch the next one. See what happens. I know. I was like, as I was watching the first episode, I'm like, okay, I got to remember not to say anything about this other stuff because there's a whole lot of shit that happens yeah. in a few episodes. Like, And it's good. And I'm going to tell you, it gets crazier. And it just, I was satisfied when I finished it. I was satisfied, but I'm just going to say this and it's not going to spoil anything. But it, it, the way it ends, you're just like, wait, how is this the last episode? Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It's really good. Ah. But I got to tell you, so I was very interested in checking out the podcast. Okay. So I'm listening to it. I'm on the third episode now. And basically, it's uh, audio tapes, not videotapes that he has to re- restore. 
Okay. Here's the thing. It's not bad. It's just the voice acting needs a little bit more help. It sounds like they're reading sometimes. Like some okay. of the people doing certain things feel very wooden. It doesn't feel natural, right? Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's also kind of cool just to kind of see how they're doing it the audio, audio way. Um, it's Yeah, it's definitely very interesting. And then what happens is at the end of the, the first podcast, and then I've noticed it's at the end of every episode. Do you remember Dan's friend's name, Mark? Yeah. So at the end of the thing, he goes, hi, I'm Mark so-and-so. He goes, this is, uh, these are the only tapes I have left of Dan. I don't know what happened to him. He's gone missing, but these are what we have. And um, I'm hoping that if I put this out in a podcast form that somebody out there might hear it and be able to lead, lead us to where, Mark, or where Dan is. So if you have any information, please email archive81 at gmail. Like he does all this thing. But he, that's how they do this show is like that. It's Mark putting out the tapes that Dan had. Yeah, that he wasn't supposed to have. Dude, it's crazy. It's, it's not bad. Okay. But some of the act, the voice acting, yo, like in the third episode, the guy that plays Jesse, I'm like, this is rough. <laughs> because he doesn't speak naturally. He yeah. speaks like he's reading really fast, too. And I'm like, mm. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at but all. But I'm going to get past it. I'm just going to listen to it for what it is and see how, like, how much it differs or where it goes. Well, putting anything from audio form to visual form... It's going to be more pleasing just because you can add more of, like, a story mm-hmm. to it visually. Yeah. yeah. But that's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering if they changed Jess to, well, Jesse to a girl uh-huh. because it's, like, more of, like, a mother-daughter relationship between Maybe. the two of them yeah. versus I feel like with a man and a woman, they always have some, like, weird components. Yeah, they're them. always going to be, like, the sexual tension. Yeah, like right. some weird love triangle or yeah. some dumb shit. Yeah. No, I enjoyed this show though, but and I like I said I finished it. I can't wait to hear what you think when you finish it. Okay, because there's a lot, a lot to unpack and talk about in that show. Dude, just, so many things, dude. Just in the first four episodes, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I've got like so many theories going on. <laughs> so did I do. Like it's just crazy. It is awesome though. Like, did you think the the red sweater lady is uh, Jess's mom, Julia? Because I think that's what I thought. Yes, I did think that. Okay. I, I thought that for a while. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Wait till you see it, dude. Okay. It's okay. So okay. It's so I won't, good. I won't pick your brain anymore. Yeah, it's it's so good. It really is. Um, But anyway, so there it is. That's Archive 81. Yes. I would tell people to check it. If you like that, if you like mysteries, and because it kind of felt like, did you ever watch Lost back in the day? Um, I've seen an episode. Like Lost was one of those things where it was like the first season always gave you more questions. Like, what's going on? What's going on? Right? And that's how this is, except there's a lot more payoff. Like you get answers as you keep going, and then there's more questions and Yeah, it's it's it's, crazy. It's a whole lot. And it it almost reminds me of that movie Shutter Island. Oh, that was good. I read the book. The book was phenomenal. Really? Yeah. I never need it's mad good. But yeah, this is what this reminds me of. Because like as you're watching the show, you really do start to think like, is he crazy or is he just like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. Like it just it's a lot because he his obsession is like real. Yeah. With this whole thing. Oh, yeah. He gets deep. He gets oh, yeah. hard on this dude. Oh, yeah. And then while I was watching this for some reason um, or after I got done watching this the first time. Me and Dev ended up going to our friend's house and we were telling them about this story and then uh-huh. they were playing the radio and this song by Lil Dicky came on and I was like, you know what? I think that should be our next episode. Have you ever oh. seen uh, Dave or whatever it is? I'm Dave. 
Um, I've wanted to. I saw the trailer for it, and I've wanted to see it. So that is awesome. Yeah, I think yes. that would be a good one for us. Yes. I'm I'm good. I'm good with that. I like Lil Dicky, dude. Oh. I remember Lil Dicky when he was coming up on doing internet things, and everybody's like, who is this kid? Oh, but yeah. he could rap. Oh, he my can. God. And he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, for oh, real. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that'll be good. And is it me or... Modern Family, ever since we watched it, like me and Dev kind of been like, you know, binging it a little mm-hmm. bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Does the son in Modern Family look to you like the child version of Little Dicky? Oh, my God. Right? It now does. that you say that, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it looks like the child version of Little Dicky. <laughs> that's funny, dude. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been watching Modern Family, too, again. And <laughs> BoJack Horseman. I got back onto that so oh, I can yeah. keep going. Yeah, oh. That's so good. The one I just finished watching was when he went to... Um, oh, his ghost writer's uh, dad died, so they went back to like Boston or wherever it was. Uh, New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> and, and once his name started renting out the house or having people come through the house, like he was uh, some mm-hmm. actor. I forgot who the actor was, though. But that shit was funny. Yeah, and didn't they have like the dead dad just sitting in the, the recliner or yeah. some shit? I was like, what the fuck? fuck is this madness and they're all like boston fans and like the one dude's so obsessed with boston he keeps watching the same world series game on tape over and over and won't leave the couch while it's on but they're all they all seem like italian like super jersey italian yeah but they're fucking they're vietnamese oh was it vietnamese all right is a vietnamese name that's amazing yeah very interesting but yeah i'm back on that too i'm enjoying it it's nice it's such a good show. and then we saw the news that there's a spin-off for big mouth yeah that we definitely have to yeah watch. we'll have to for sure i want to go back to watch more big mouth too i haven't watched much of that since you know i've seen so many episodes of big mouth like cartoon dicks have just <laughs> invaded my, my dreams <laughs> and with that we leave you thanks so much for listening guys we appreciate it there is social media now for for the show it's on instagram yes we got an Instagram and a Facebook group. Oh, okay. Um, Tube Time Podcast. Nice. On Instagram and just Tube Time Podcast, I think, also on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. So make sure to follow it and uh, let us know what you're thinking of the episodes. Let us know if we, you know, told you to watch something and you liked it or if you didn't. Whatever. Let us know. Yeah. And if you want, you could email me at my old email that we've had. <laughs> the catmoms2 at yahoo.com. There you go. Yeah. There you, you go. Do that. Um... Anyway, yeah, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Until next time, I'm Chris. I'm Courtney. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I was, I was like, trying wait. to think of what can I say for Archive 81 to knock I was waiting out. for like a witty... Um, yeah, if you're going to cast someone's child, make sure they're not like two feet taller than them. Please. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>